Warning, what you are about to hear is a really loud Catholic dude. After all, he ain't called the Forte Catholic for nothing. So relax your grip on the steering wheel, pull your headphones away ever so slightly, secure any loose articles, and muffle Junior's ears, because it's time to make Catholicism fun again on the Forte Catholic Show with Taylor Schroll on Red Sea Catholic Radio. What's up, John? Yo, man, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just living the absolute dream, dude. It's spring. It's 50 degrees here in Illinois. 50 degrees in Illinois? Why is it like that? Sun's out, gun's out, dude. The groundhog was wrong. The groundhog was wrong. That's what we're going with today, huh? (laughs) That's right. That's our best material. We always leave our best material for the beginning so that people don't tune out. The groundhog was wrong. You heard it here first on Forte Catholic. Title of the podcast. <laughs> so, John, uh, I I talked to you about 15 minutes ago, and I used one word to describe myself this week. Would you like to share that word with our audience? You talked to me 15 minutes ago and said you shared one word with me. You know what? I'm going to guess. You shared many words, so let's just tell the truth. Overwhelmed, Overwhelmed is the word I'm thinking of. That is the word I am thinking of, too, because it is the word that has permeated my brain. It has taken over. It is now king of Taylor Schroll's brain. Um, you would think that it would be something different, like food, uh, in, in, especially enchiladas. <laughs> but that is not what is running my brain now. It is the mm. feeling of overwhelmment. I think that's a word. You think that's a word? I do think it's a worm. A worm. A worm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a worm. Overwhelmment worm. Yes. Uh, Explain why you're overwhelmed, Taylor. Premium content here on Forte Catholic. <laughs> the 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 gopher was wrong. <laughs> An overwhelmment. Overwhelmeth. Overwhelmeth. Um, okay. So on last week's show. I just yelled at everybody because I'm frustrated, and uh, and and that's that's how life is. But I am doing better right now because okay. on Saturday I had my first day off in a very long time. I was very thrilled about this, but I don't think I've ever needed a day off more. So. If you didn't listen last week, essentially, I I did all of the events. I had an event a day in four different cities, four days in a row, and it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, And then I recorded, and I thought it was going to be better, and it wasn't. So I recorded last week's show on Monday. Then I got on a plane uh, to fly out to Florida to go recruit some people to work with me at Ablaze Ministries. Um, Of course... My plane got delayed, so I I didn't think I was going to make the event. I ended up just being delayed by many hours. I got to my destination at 2 a.m. after already being exhausted by the week before that I told everybody about on last week's show. If you didn't listen you want to hear a very grumpy, angry person and a priest try to make him feel better, go back and listen to that. (laughs) I got there. It was exhausting. I, I like we ended up getting there at 
two in the morning. I couldn't sleep because I was wired, uh, exhaust. Okay, so then I do the event in Florida the next day. I, I come back. Can you guess what happened to my plane then? Delayed. Delayed. Absolutely. Super stressful. I finally get home again at 2.30 in the morning. John, have you ever fallen asleep at the wheel? Um, okay, one time, and it was only for like 30 seconds, and so I pulled off and slept. It was after a Lions game. Slept for like two hours uh, in, a, in a rest stop and then drove the rest of the way. Well, I, I have fallen asleep behind the wheel before, um, and I did it a few times that evening. <laughs> Yikes. It wasn't 30 seconds, but uh, I did definitely fall asleep, and I woke up in another lane. <laughs> Taylor, that's not good. You're a father and a husband. I am. Um, and, 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 and a lot of other things and all those other <laughs> things are the big... only ones you're good at though no no i'm much better at the, <laughs> some of the other things i'm a much better radio host and speaker uh than i am as a husband and father that is that is not even arguable <laughs> to me you're perfect continue that's amazing beautiful um so Anyway, now people are arguing. He's actually not very good at radio. He's talking about gophers and <laughs> making up he words. Was horrible husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very true. Very true. My wife is in the other room, currently um, making sure that our baby doesn't make noise because that's what our life has come to. Uh, thanks for recording at home. So. Uh, where was I? Yes, I was asleep at the wheel. Um, I too realized that I shouldn't have done that. So I got out of my car. I went to Bucky's, which is the lifesaver for everyone in Texas. I get out, I get a bunch of food, I get drinks and I jog a lap, uh, to try to wake myself up. Uh, and then I almost fall asleep the whole rest of the way home because I ran out of food and, uh, I had, you know, I, I realized now that I should have um, performed the sin of gluttony and just ate more, but I didn't buy enough food <laughs> and it was rough. So then I got home and everything was restful, right, John? Yeah. No, <laughs> no. The next morning was Ash Wednesday. I had to go like at, at our school. We had Ash Wednesday is the biggest mass of the year at our school because it's the like the biggest mass that is on a weekday. Uh, so we had the community there and everything's going crazy. Um, so I'm doing all that. Then we have an emergency track practice because we have a track meet on Thursday and another track meet on Friday. So we have to do all these things because I've been out of town. We do all that. Go to a track meet all day Thursday. Go to a track meet all day Friday. Now do you see why I really enjoyed my Saturday off, John? Just a, just a beautiful week, you know. It's <laughs> a beautiful way to see all the graces that God is pouring into your life. So what, what did you do on Saturday then? Uh, Saturday, uh, I the morning was phenomenal. Talking about, uh, you know, so when it comes to being a good husband and father, I was absent for six days. So Saturday, I got to make up for it. My my five-year-old daughter, so the middle child, and who uh, long-time listeners of the, of the show know that she has been my favorite child for the longest amount of time. Um, recently, <laughs> my oldest son and my youngest daughter have been taking the crown away from her. But for like many years, she was the favorite daughter. She won that crown back uh, on, on Saturday morning. We, I woke up. She came and cuddled in bed with me for one hour, 60 minutes, John. We just laid Incredible. in bed and cuddled. It was phenomenal, and I loved every moment of it. And then I played Pokemon with my son for most of the day. <laughs> Pokemon Go or Pokemon? So we played Pokemon Sword on the Switch. We played okay. that for many hours, and then the whole family 
went and uh, so essentially when I'm gone, my wife is for the most part stuck here. So my wife, after the cuddle session with my middle daughter, she took the middle daughter and went to like a kid's birthday party and all this other stuff that I didn't want to go to because I just wanted to stay home. Yeah. So it was just me, my son and the baby. And the baby came and cuddled with me. I played Pokemon with my son. Uh, and then we as an entire family went and played Pokemon Go at the park later. And I took him out to dinner. It was a great day, John. It's the best day I've had in a very long time. That's incredible. You're incredible. incredible. I know that you were an athlete growing up. What did you do? I forget. So I played basketball and soccer my entire life and quit basketball my freshman year of high school to play soccer indoor and outdoor all year round. Uh, was so soccer was my sport. Soccer was your sport. Okay. Uh, why'd you quit basketball? Um, okay. So funny story. I'll go, I'll make it short. I was very good I, at basketball. I, I feel like that's the answer is that you were short, but do continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, here's the thing. I was really good at basketball. Uh, eighth grade I played for, I lived in the way the boundaries worked in Illinois. I lived in a city where I should have gone to Gray's Lake middle school, but because of the weird boundary, I went to the the rival town middle school, but then grades like high school. And so when I went to the high school playing with the guys that I was playing against for the last three years, they were very much jerks to me. Um, and the coach was like, just get over it, dude. You're good. You'll make the team. Don't worry. And I was like, nah, like these guys are absolute jerks. I love soccer. Like the soccer guys I've been playing with forever because we're all in the same travel league. So I'm just going to play indoor soccer during basketball season. So that's why I quit. And my dad was very upset because I was pretty good and basketball was his sport. Oh, so you broke his heart because yeah, it's his fault because football is the love of my life. And they, my parents wouldn't let me play that. Really? See, my yeah. parents wouldn't let me play until eighth grade. Whenever my coach came and said, he's the biggest person I've ever seen. He'll be <laughs> fine. He won't get hurt. And then I had a whole career of getting hurt, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, okay. So my, I love soccer, but football is, is my love. Well, good. Uh, this will actually this will connect well to what I was going to talk about. Okay, so Thursday, um, it will be like your like your basketball day, I think. So Thursday, uh, we we split the team. On Friday, we were only taking the people who we, we who have either either gone to our state meet before that can compete on like the the state track meet level. We yeah. took them to a public school meet. Now, John, we are a two A private school so there's two divisions there's private school and there's public school uh 2a means that you have less than 100 people in your high school so there is one through 6a in private school and then there's one through 6a in public school i went to one of these like you know essentially 6a public schools was 5a back then because they didn't have six but like over 2,500 people in the high school right so i took my team uh of Two A state qualifiers to go compete against literally some of the best athletes in the state of Texas. Uh, on Friday, I saw the longest triple jump I've ever seen in my entire life, and that includes my teammates on my college team. It was insanely impressive. He beat my wow. kid that's going to win district by ten feet. <laughs> wow, that's nuts. It was wild. Okay, so Thursday. It was cool because because I didn't take like my superstars that were going on Friday, more people got to participate in more things on Thursday that they wouldn't normally be able to participate in. So it was a fun day. Like kids yeah. getting to to do to do new things, to do more things, to participate more, to have a lot of fun, uh, which they did and we had a lot of great moments on that day. But the the thing that I want to talk about is is Friday. Because 
I knew my kids would be a little frustrated with me that I took them to this huge public school because my team is used to winning because we have been back to back to back district championships for the last uh, district champions for the last three years. We've gotten medals at state like we are a good team. But then we go against the best te- best schools in the state. We went from being getting medals to fighting to not get last. That was our day on Friday. Yikes. <laughs> a good lesson to be learned. Yeah, good lesson to be learned. Okay, so you were around sports. Uh, none of my kids, when we got there and when we signed up for this thing, none of them had any idea why I signed them up for this track meet. You are a grown man who also works with young people here and there um, and, and want them to get better and to grow. You, for you, it's in their faith. For me, it's I just want them to run faster and jump farther. Um, yeah. But why do you think I would take them to a meet where they, they were going to go from being the best to not? Two things. One, a lesson in humility. Humility is always a good thing to have in your life. And then two, to inspire them to, to continue to strive for more and to not settle for being the best where they are. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So I also had two reasons. Um, I, I, it's just like the Ten Commandments. You know how like the Protestant and Catholic Ten Commandments are different, but they all say the same things. They're just numbered differently. Yeah. I, I did. I think what the the Protestants. No, you did what the Protestants do. You split them out into two things. I made that one reason. Your two okay. reasons were one reason for me. Right? Gotcha. Um, so we had. Uh, I wanted them to be humbled a little bit and to realize they're going to have to fight to compete. And the second thing was competing against people that are better than you makes you better. Being around people that are better than you, uh, you either have to rise to the challenge or you have to quit. And that's the uh, that's a decision that you have to make. So here we are. We find ourselves halfway through the season. And they were more upset with me than I thought they were going to be. Oh, wow. <laughs> we had a rough morning when it came to the field. of So how, how track meets work, if you're not aware. Uh, I know you are, but if you're listening and you're not sure, all the field events happen. So the the jumping, the throwing, and all of those things happen first, and then we do the track events, the running events. So uh, everyone underperformed in the in the field events. I think they were intimidated, and we haven't had enough practice to to really hone in their skill. Sure. So it was kind of that eye opening, like wow, we have a lot of work to do. And to their credit, they rose to the challenge, and they were like. Like all of them left saying, I've got to work on this. We've got to get some work in. And that's what we're doing over the next two weeks. We're not going to a meet. This was purposeful. They want, they are inspired to work harder. Cool. Then we get to the running events, right? And yep. uh, we got, most of our kids got last or second to last. Some of them got in the middle of the pack and we had one kid that got, that got a medal. Cool. Good for him. Like it's pretty sweet. Almost all of them, John, PR'd. They had a personal record. Nice. Um, almost every single one of them because they rose to the competition. They realized I don't want to be embarrassed. <laughs> I, I'm going yeah. to run faster than I ever have. They all they all ran faster than they ever had. We had a ton of like school records broken. We had a bunch of like huge PRs for them. And I'm super, super proud of them. And uh, there was one kid at the end of the meet that texted his dad and his dad took a screenshot of it and sent it to me. And it was a quote saying, I now understand why he took us to this meet. It took 14 hours of being out there, but he finally understood the method to the madness. All right. I love it. So here we are, John. Uh, One, uh, two former youth ministers hanging out with each other. Uh, There's a huge lesson in here. 
I want to see what what, you, what what do you think I'm trying to get at here? What's the connection between this track meet and uh, me being overwhelmed and Lent? Any ideas? It's, it's time for you, Taylor, to rise to the occasion. Okay? <laughs> it's time for you to be to rise to the occasion and to be who God created you to be this Lent. Well, inspired. That's that's not that's not the thing I was going for because I don't want to make this about me. I don't want to do anything. This is about everybody else being better because <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> we need to surround ourselves with people holier than us so we can pray better this Lent. That that is more about what I was going hey, for. There we go. Because I'm overwhelmed and my Catholicism isn't going too great, um, and I, I need to be surrounding myself with uh with people who love me people who love the lord and like honestly like where i work are a bunch of super holy people a bunch of people super a lot holier than i am and they do inspire me to be better uh one of them in particular knows how stressed i have been and knows what happens to my prayer life whenever things get this uh stressful and overwhelming she's been texting me every few days hey how's that prayer thing going and i'm like well dang it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, it's, it has been a humbling couple of couple of weeks um, because things haven't. I have not been doing as well as I desired. Kind of like my uh, my field event people on Friday. Um, but I want to. I want to just like they did. I want them to transition into something new. Okay, field is over. It didn't go well. I want to work harder. Now let's go to the track and. Uh, I might not win this whole prayer life, spiritual life thing. I don't think anybody expects that of me. But if I can get anywhere from last to second to last or third to last and still have a personal record for uh, for prayer life during bad times, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> there you go. I believe in you. I actually was inspired uh, by your story, and I have a, 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 a passage from Scripture to share with you that I think you'll, uh, you'll love. Your is a lamp under my feet. <laughs> And a light unto my path. Okay, but for real, that's a great line for people who are overwhelmed. Where does a lamp for my feet, a light on my path? The song is horrible, unless you know who wrote it, and then it's a great song. song when I feel afraid, I think I've lost my way. Still, you're there right beside me. And nothing will I fear as long as you are near. Please be near me to the end. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's how we end segments around here. Uh, so John and I will be right back for our second segment of the day. John's got a bunch of great ideas that we're going to go through. I'm done running this show. John is running it from here on out. Don't yeah, go yeah. anywhere. John, I'm looking at a picture of you with your beard here. How's your beard doing these days? Uh, it's a little bit trimmed. I'm trying to grow it out, but it's a little scraggly. Well, uh, you know what can help with that, right? What's that? Some Catholic Beard Balm Co. products. Ooh. Ooh, they, you can smell better, and maybe your wife will want to spend some time with you. It'll grow out nice and luscious, be very soft to the to the touch, but still very <laughs> manly all at the same time. ForteCatholic.com slash beard will get you 11% off, and it's getting cold. You can get some lip balm, whether you're a male or a woman or your, or your coach, Patricia. Either way. I love it. I'm buying it right now. Do it. ForteCatholic.com slash beard for 11% off. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I'm still hanging out with the lovely Jonathan Bearded Blevins. 
And uh, because of uh, what you heard in the last segment with Taylor being a little bit overwhelmed, uh, I wasn't able to put in as much show prep as I usually do for the show. I know, I know, you're all surprised that I usually prep for the show, but Shock. but I do. Um, I love you guys, uh, just not this week. Uh, just not enough to put in a ton of work for the, for this show. But never fear, because John Blevins still loves you. He loves you dearly. Uh, you are near and dear to his heart, especially you, Susan and Tommy. Uh, I don't know who you are, but you're listening because those are very, two very common names. And just by sheer mathematics, one of you, if your name is Susan or the male name that I said that I already forgot. Uh, Tommy. Tommy. If your name is Susan or Tommy, what I want you to do is I want you to um, uh, send out a tweet or an Instagram post and just say, Jonathan Blevins is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but only if your name is Susan or Tommy. Uh, so, John, I, I mentioned to the people at the end of last segment that you are going to be in charge of, of the rest of the show when it comes to content and when it comes to topics. Usually at this point we have a guest, but uh, because of the overwhelmingness, I didn't have time to book one. Um, so uh, instead, we're going to do something a little different. And you, my friend are going to decide the content. So you texted me a bunch of things, and I said, yes, those will all work. So um, uh, which, which one do you want to talk about first, buddy? My friend, I think we need to start <clears throat> here with uh, Shakespeare is overrated. Shakespeare is overrated. This is a yeah. very strange take. It comes out of nowhere. I saw you tweeting about it. Like, what made you recently think about Shakespeare? <laughs> Okay, so it is a long story, but I will make it very, very short because it does not need to be shared no, on podcast. Bro, I was, we, we've got all, we've got all, we've got, we've got it's not that interesting. Two it's not that interesting. Okay, don't share it then. <laughs> but the responses to the tweet are interesting. So I, I was hanging out with some fellas last night after the stream. Just we just chat sometimes. It's tons of fun, and a lot of them are studying in grad school, and they're just like, oh, I have to read this, I have to read this. And so we we're talking about authors and uh, different books they have to read and how they wish they could just read what they want to read because what they're forced to read isn't great. And it made me think about the time that I was in college. Um, and I actually have a, a minor in English slash literature. And so I had to read a lot or at least pretend to read a lot or read spark notes. <laughs> it was horrible. I felt like I never understood it. I always felt judged by teachers. Like they're just like, did you read Hamlet? And I'm like, yeah, I, I still don't know which character Hamlet is. I read the whole entire thing. <laughs> I, you know, and, and should I like him? Should I not? I have no idea. Is and he I the like pig in Charlotte's shared, Web? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but here's the thing. This, this is actually kind of why I thought it'd be funny to talk about we can convince everyone in the world to agree with us or find anyone else in the world to agree with us. And no matter what our opinion is. So I Google last night after I, after I got destroyed on Twitter, I tweeted out Shakespeare is horrible or overrated in my opinion. And a bunch of people who are way smarter than me when it comes to this stuff trolled me. Father Harrison was just like, are you kidding me? You know? And then I Googled like famous authors that don't like Shakespeare. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and there were like a ton of them. J.R.L. Tolkien doesn't like Shakespeare, Voltaire, uh, the guy who wrote some really big, long book that I would forgot already. Uh, and I just <laughs> like found that they agreed with my opinion. And then boom, I, I'm now validated. And I think that we do that a lot in this world. And I don't think it's very cool. It was a dumb, a dumb move. Yeah, Shakespeare is definitely overrated. I think I've shared this on the show before. When it came to assigned books in high school, how many of those do you think I read, John? Oh, 10%. Uh, let's see. Less, less, because it was one, and I think I was assigned more than ten. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I read one book. I tried others, including Shakespeare. I tried them, just like ah, this is dumb. 
I don't like it. Uh, so I'll just watch uh, modern movies based off of his stories because I understand those a little bit better. Uh, I, I, too, think that he is very overrated. And I also think that it's strange that, like, it's very rare for, like, our modern school societies to teach new books, right? Uh, I have a similar take on, like, music stuff where it's like, uh, old music is the best. It's like you do realize, like, when Bach was writing music for masses, like he wrote it on Monday and they used it on Sunday. Like it was modern music at the time. Right. So like there are, there are people today that are, that are tremendous artists, authors and musicians. And uh, like, why don't we appreciate them? Because those people weren't appreciated as much back then either. And I think we should love people that are here because Shakespeare has been dead for a long time. So me (laughs) loving him does nothing for him. All right. I agree. If they don't have if they don't have Nicholas Sparks books by the time my kids in high school and sending them to private school. I love Nicholas Sparks. I, like <laughs> that I, I love like I, I just got re- recently asked like what are my three favorite chick flicks? And I think two of them were Nicholas Sparks movies. Notebook and a Walk to Remember? Uh a Walk to Remember is good. The notebook, here's the thing with the notebook. I like the notebook, but uh what was that one? Uh, Sweet Home Alabama came out at the same time. And yep. Notebook got all the love, and I think Sweet Home Alabama is the best chick flick of all time. Wow, that's a bold statement. It is a bold. I've, I, but don't worry, you'll never change my. Sometimes when I do lists, some people are like, "Oh, but you forgot about this thing that you love." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right. I did forget about that when I made the list." You're not gonna change my mind. Sweet Home Alabama, best chick chick flick. Even ever. even a walk to remember though, where where you've got this dynamic of faith and it's Mandy Moore, and then sacrificial love, and he marries her anyway. Yeah, the uh, people that listen to this show know that those themes don't connect with me very well. <laughs> uh, what about like the, like the father part? Like my dad was a great dad, but when he goes to his dad and asks for him to help, and he's like, "I can't do anything for you, son," and he goes away, and then Switchfoot starts playing underneath it, and you're just like, ah! "How dare you to move?" <laughs> so good, it's so good. <laughs> okay, okay you so, ready for the next thing? Yeah, so we both agree Shakespeare is super overrated. Overrated. Uh, and I, I'm open to to be told wrong another day, but not today. Here's the deal. A big thing happened today. And I don't know if we're, sometimes you yell at me when we reveal what day we're recording. Uh, a big thing happened today that I never even texted you about, but we have to talk about it. Okay. Wendy's yes. has released a breakfast menu that looks unbelievable. I agree. Have you have you actually looked and and, and seen what they have? Yeah, so I liked one of their tweets a long time. You know how like companies, like if you like their tweet, they'll send you a tweet when it comes out. They sent yeah, yeah. me a tweet this morning, and I was like, if I wasn't so overwhelmed, I'd go get it right now. I had a ton of things to do this morning, and then I had to come record with you. Um, so I just ate leftover pizza in front of you because that's what friends do. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. But I okay. Would... Can I just read a couple of these? Go for it. Speaking of overwhelmed, by the way, I am overwhelmed by this menu. Okay. <laughs> It is it is insane. And and here's the thing, it's it's of course being weird and not pulling up. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong. Okay, there is a maple bacon chicken croissant with fried chicken. Oh that sounds so good. I know. I don't even I mean and it's a croissant. I, okay, okay, there's more. There's more. There is a breakfast baconator. It has sausage, cheese, bacon. It has another layer of cheese, another layer of bacon, egg, and Swiss cheese sauce. This, like people who listened to last week's show, I was so overwhelmed that I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
I now see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like breakfast coming to Wendy's is God saying, Taylor, I'm still here. I still yeah. love you. And I still want good things for you. <laughs> this is what you need. And I, there's a lot more. I'm only going to talk about two more items. Okay. The honey butter chicken biscuit. Well, that that's a thing that we're used to because what what a burger started that. So Did here, they really? Yeah, here in the South, uh, honey butter chicken chicken biscuits at Whataburger are a thing. So now the rest of the world gets to enjoy what we here in the South have enjoyed for many years. Okay, Taylor, if you love me, you will try the one from Wendy's within the next week and tell me whether or not it's better than the Whataburger one. I'm trying it tomorrow, John. <laughs> Perfect. If you get the ba- hold on though, if you get the baconator, which sounds unbelievable, and the honey butter chicken biscuit, my friend, you can't eat the rest of the day. That's two thousand calories. No, no, no. That's a normal breakfast for me. <laughs> oh, perfect. You're doing great then. All right, and then the last thing I got to mention is they have this iced coffee, this cold brew coffee, which is even better, right? Because it's stronger, and they have it with vanilla or chocolate frosty inside. Oh my goodness. I know. Like I don't think I'm going to eat breakfast anywhere else. I didn't specifically give things up for Lent, but that sounds like something that I can't do until after Lent. I'm fine (laughs) eating two sandwiches that are 2,000 calories, but I have to draw the line somewhere. I can't have a Frosty with coffee for breakfast, John. That's ridiculous. Man, listen, I'm doing really decent at at losing weight right now. I am 100% at one of the days this week, and I don't know which one. I'm going to get 2,500 calories of Wendy's breakfast and maybe make a vlog about it. Well, I look forward to this. Check them out. Bearded Blevins on YouTube. (laughs) Okay, what are we doing next, Taylor? Let's do this one. I have talked about this one before, but I actually want to hear your opinion because uh, let's talk about the Catholics needing to be more open about the joys and struggles of marriage. Uh, It's something that's driven me crazy for a long time. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, great. So I was actually with you in a podcast. Yeah, it was you. And we had Paul George on. Remember that? I do. And. And he's doing great ministry. Uh, him and his wife are doing great ministry with uh, with marriage kind of stuff. And we talked about it then. And that was one of my favorite podcasts you and I have ever done because he's just a cool dude. And both of us were a little vulnerable about it. But it comes up all the time in, in my life where I'm just like, man, one person, I got, we'll be hanging out with a couple of friends. And like some of them are, are, you know, we're super close with and some we're not. And the ones we're maybe not super close with, we'll just reference like something about marriage kind of being difficult, like an argument they had or something. And I'm like hearing it and I'm like, oh man, that's like, Jody and I talk about that all the time or argue about that all the time. <laughs> and if I don't know them super well, I might not be as open. But when I get with my close couple friends, so we had a, a great day yesterday. They have three kids. Uh, they're the godparents of our of our little Kiara who's getting baptized this Saturday. Um, and the kids, it's so fun. Man, we have brunch. All the kids just go play for like four or five hours. And we just get to hang out and talk. And we're talking. And I literally, I'm pretty sure I just said, uh, you know, I think, uh, and she's a stay-at-home mom as well. I was like, I think, I think that, uh, you know, women have it a lot better now than they did 50 years ago in Catholic marriages. <laughs> I was trying to troll. I was trying to right. troll. Uh, I was like, you know, I do a lot more than my dad did. I'm cleaning the house. I'm working full time. I take care of the kids. I get home. Like, it's not like get me a beer and have dinner ready. No, see, this is for the first time today. I'm a better traditional Catholic than you. I'm I'm more on the traditional side. (laughs) You get home and you're like, where's dinner? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I get home. I'm literally like, all right, I'll change this diaper. I'm going to do that. And I I do the deep cleaning. She does the laundry. We have a great we have a great uh, system worked out. And it's, it's taken us five years to get to this point where we fight way less. My point, though, is that we had this beautiful hour and a half, two hour conversation with, this, with our friends yesterday about anxiety that all four of us might feel at times about why we feel this pressure to be perfect parents. Like, I don't remember my parents ever feeling like they had to be perfect. 
um, like they like right if the kids were they alive, didn't have social media job. yeah exactly right? yeah, yeah and social media too and like and, and like you know we let our kids watch like 30 minutes of tv a day or 30 minutes of screen time a day and i'm like let's let them watch more like and jody's like no quality time like eight hours a day of just hanging out with them and i'm like ah, do people do this and so then we're having this conversation with this couple and we're realizing they have the same conversations all the time and we just need to be more open about it. Instead, we're afraid. We live in a culture where divorce happens all the time. No, I totally agree. Yeah, because like uh, you and I have talked before that like marriage prep sets people up for failure. Because like it's all great and it's all wonderful. So like I think we do need to talk more about the struggles of it. And these are the things that are hard. But it always has to be bad. We can't just talk about that because then we're just griping. And then that can lead to, to divorce and bad things in marriages too if we're only talking with people. Like, And I, I like what you said. Like It's like with close people like there's a couple of people that i'll talk to about like god golly this has been a rough week <laughs> you know or man this has been awesome you know so like having a, a close group of people that you can confide in that you, you guys can talk about because like like you said everybody's going through it but uh not not many people are super open and honest about it yeah yeah and like you said social media we're always just sharing the good stuff the perfect stuff i'm not obviously we shouldn't be sharing like our fights on instagram but uh, but to just be honest every once in a while, I think would help as well. Yeah, for sure. In a few minutes, we're going to, we're going to end the segment. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some more of your takes, but here in the midst of all this craziness and all the frustrations in my life, um, there are some cool new things happening. Jonathan, I knew my wife knew the person that designed it knew, and you are the fourth person to have put, put your eyes on what I'm about to show you. Uh, so if, if, if anybody is watching on the YouTube's, uh, you will see this. For the rest of you, I will describe it. So I am currently wearing the newest Forte Catholic hat. So it's a trucker style hat. It came out super sweet, man. Like they like they like yeah, that looks awesome. Knitted this in. It's phenomenal looking. So it's got the brand new Forte Catholic logo on it, and also we've got these gray T-shirts that uh, I'm currently showing our YouTube audience right now. It is uh, a, a different version of the logo for Forte Catholic on a gray shirt. We've got all sizes. Uh, if I can fit in a shirt, you can fit in a shirt. <laughs> so I will be sending these out uh, to co-hosts. I will be sending them these out to uh, those who support us over on Patreon um, at, at, at certain levels. So essentially it's like the shirt's, Around 20 bucks, 20, 25 bucks, right? So if you have, if you are a, if you have given me that amount of money, I am sending you a shirt. Um, so, and then I'll, I'll send hat, hats out as we go along for the rest of you guys. Um, I, you could purchase these, John. What do you, why, what do you think these are cool? I think they're super awesome, but I'm a Honestly, little biased. Honestly, dude, I'm pretty, I'm pretty picky. I have a lot of hats. I love hats. That's a dope hat. It's I mean, really the shirt's, sweet. The shirt's very cool too, but that's a dope hat. So all of this is available, ForteCatholic.com slash store. The idea of this is so like, if you're supporting on Patreon, great. You're supporting the show. Thank you guys so much. I will send you some things to say thank you to you as well. If you are not yet, there are two ways that you can get these. You can go to Patreon.com slash ForteCatholic, become a, a monthly supporter of the show to keep all of this good thing going, or at least I think it's pretty good, and John keeps coming on, so that's got to say something. You know, continue to, to help support the show. We, you know, as, as a lot of you guys know, we put a ton of money into the studio. We put a ton of money into the shirts and the hats. So, um, like, one of one of my friends, John, this is actually pretty funny. Uh, his name is Matt, and he just became a, a, Patri a Patreon supporter. 
yeah. because of there's there's been a commercial the past over the last month or two that I've been putting in on the podcast of my son where I ask him what his favorite food is and he says yogurt, <laughs> which is strange because it's not his favorite food. It's just the first food he thought of, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but a very generous donor named Matt uh, just became a Patreon supporter and and literally put like in the memo line for Christopher's yogurt fund. <laughs> yes, people are great. Yeah. So if you want to support the show, if if you've enjoyed the show at all, you can you can support the show financially by purchasing these things, but you can also represent the show wherever you go. I'm currently rhyming. Uh, John is vibing, and we are going to end the segment. I don't know what rhymes with segment, so I'm going to stop rhyming now. Uh, don't go anywhere, because John has a few more takes that he'd like to share with everybody. Uh, and you don't want to miss it, I promise you, because I'm looking at the list right now, and it's phenomenal. Don't go anywheres. Hey, John. What's up? I hear that you sang at a concert recently. I did. I, I did sing at a concert. Okay, well, I need you to just follow along. I haven't prepped you for this, but I need you to just uh, repeat after me. Are you ready? Not repeat right, after me, but you'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? You'll know exactly how to follow along. Are you ready? Yes. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. Well, maybe you should put on some socks. But baby, it's cold out. Wait, what? No, oh, you're doing great. <laughs> Well, that died. Fortecatholic.com slash socks for 15% off your next pair of socks so you can look cool and not be cold this winter. Mm. Mm. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is strange. So what happened at the end of the last segment, John, is that I used the intro music for the third segment as the outro music for the second. Hmm. Like all the intros, I know exactly where I come in. I come in the same place every time. And now that I'm using outro music, I didn't know when to come in. So if you're watching on YouTube, I looked really lost, which is a strange thing because I've been doing this for a long time and I shouldn't be lost in recording audio at all. But here we are. This, this found. Here you are found. <laughs> Instead of this is us, this is Lent. And this is this is the, the theme of the show. Uh, you know, whatever. Things aren't going well, but I don't care. I'm finding joy anyway in the beautiful eyes of Jonathan Blevins. So, mm. uh, John, you have a few more takes. But I, I, I have a take that I'd like to share with you that I don't think I've ever talked about on the show. Okay, please do. Uh, here I am in the midst of this overwhelming time. And when I'm overwhelmed and like... I'm usually fine as long as I'm doing things. But whenever I sit down and it's quiet, that's when it's the hardest. So you'll never guess what I had to do this morning. <laughs> well, I think I can. <laughs> I, I think you can too because I told you in between segments. Your I went, smile looks beautiful. I look, I look phenomenal. I went to the dentist today. And you know what I hate, John? <sighs> the dentist. I hate the dentist. I think I hate it more. Keep going. Okay, so... My dentist is phenomenal. This is nothing against her, nothing against the same hygienist that's been cleaning my mouth for many years. That's a weird sentence to say. Nothing against them. They do a great job. But uh, have you ever, like, when they go to, okay, so they, like, poke and prod you with metal sticks, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had the version where, it, like, it, 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 you know what, like, what is it called when you, a uh, power washer? Have you ever used a power yeah. washer on your yeah, house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever used, have they ever used a power washer on your teeth? Yep. Okay. Horrible. See, here's the thing. The old school version of just poking you and prodding you with metal sticks is terrible, and I don't like it. 
The power washing thing, I like how it feels a lot better on my teeth. I feel like it does a better job. It does it more efficiently. But yeah. uh, you've heard of waterboarding, yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they use this thing, and I th- she has a name for it today. She's called it like the Cavitron or something, or Cavitron. I don't know. It was something terrifying. And here I am, finally sitting down, and it's quiet, and I'm just sitting with my thoughts. And then there is water pooling in the back of my throat, and I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, it's funny because I started thinking about waterboarding, and then she asked me, "Does it feel like you're being waterboarded?" And oh, then wow. I felt like she was waterboarding me because if she knew, I felt like she was doing it on purpose. And she kept asking me, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Does that look okay?" So, yeah, I don't like the dentist. I didn't like sitting down with my thoughts while being poked with metal sticks. Uh, again, I told everybody last last month, I didn't choose any Lenten sacrifice because God has given me enough sac- things that are sacrificial here recently. Essentially, all I have to do this Lent is live my life and it'll be hard enough. Uh, so <laughs> we're keeping the theme going. That's uh, that's that was my Lenten sacrifice of the day. Um, okay, so you've got you've got a few more takes, and uh, this first one I'm very very much interested in. What you got? Uh, you yeah, you want to talk about the XFL? The XFL? The XFL was cool until it wasn't. <laughs> okay, what do you and, mean by that? And I and so for those and, who and, don't know, the XFL yeah. is like this new uh, football league that is uh, takes place in the off season, uh, kind of a semi pro league uh, in between, uh, you know, right whatever in the off season. And a lot of people who like failed out of the NFL, some who didn't get drafted. And so the, the talent is there for sure. They have some different rules um, that make the game a little faster and more interesting, or they hope they can interview coaches on the sideline. You can hear that. That's kind of cool. Um, the kickoff rule, I think, is good. It's a, a good way, I think. And they're trying to actually partner, I think, more with the NFL so that they can test things out. And if the NFL sees that it goes well in the XFL, they can adopt these things uh, for the next season. But and, and this, the football ended. I was super sad. Super Bowl is amazing. So much fun to watch. And you have to wait like seven or eight months for the next season to start. And I was sad. My son was sad. And I was like, hey, the XFL starts next week. That's exciting. I watched a few games. I watched a few games the following week. I was like, this is fun. Football. I need more football. And then I realized I'm over football. I need this break. I need the offseason to be excited about the trades, the acquisitions, the free agency, get excited about the draft. And then when there's this newness about September and, and the preseason being over and, and the countdown to week one and everyone's on a clean slate. And I think the XFL is ruining that a little bit and I'm over it. Uh, nobody but a Lions fan looks forward to a clean slate more. <laughs> <laughs> so true, dude. We have, uh, we have eternal optimism until week four. <laughs> okay. So there's, it's interesting because I, I wouldn't have thought to talk about this, but whenever you were like, hey, let's talk about the XFL, I was like, Oh boy, I feel very similar. Where I love the NFL. Uh, I love gambling on the NFL. I love watching the NFL. I love the competition of the NFL. I love the tradition of the NFL. And then it's just over. And I, I usually, I'm really sad. And it takes me a little while to kind of get over it, to transition into something new, you know, like hanging out with my family or something, you know, something new for a new season in life. Um, so uh, the XFL, that first week, I watched most of two of the games. My, my dad was here. He was in town. 
We watched it. It was very enjoyable. There's a few players that I've heard of. I was like, okay, like this is cool. I, I watched it, enjoyed it. There was some newness to it, like you said, new rules and like. Uh, so okay, here, here's an ex- for those of you who have watched the XFL, um, you you've seen the new kickoff where essentially. Instead of everybody running, they kick it off just like in the NFL, but everybody is already standing at like the 15 or 20 yard line. Like they're not going to run. They're just they're just kind of standing there. It's supposed to prevent inju- injuries and these sorts of things, right? John, uh, my experience watching it was uh, have you ever like watched something like watched a sporting event on a stream like not on cable? Yeah. Okay. Sure. You know how sometimes, like every now and then, even if you have good internet, like my, my internet in that room is Ethernet. Like it's really good internet. Every now and then it would it would freeze and kind of freeze yeah. up, right? Um, every time the kickoff happened for the XFL, I thought my my cable froze, which doesn't happen because they would kick it off and no one would move for like five seconds. Yeah. And I was like, why is my TV frozen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there, there are these new rules. It was fun. There was a bunch of big hits. There was a bunch of big plays, a bunch of trick plays. There's a lot of newness to it. And I have, John, I haven't thought about the XFL until you just texted me about it today. After you watched a couple games. Right. I watched a couple games and literally haven't thought about it again. And I was like, yeah. that's really interesting. Because the first day, I was super into it. I really was. I was super, I was like, this is fun. This is new. And I was like, okay, there's some commonalities when you were like hey i want to talk about this i was like oh yeah we can talk about this okay so the nfl is the old school the old tradition uh the the thing that most people are into right um and then the xfl comes in it's still the same basic thing with some newness added and some some tweaks and it's like hey we'll try some things out it might not work um but if it does work maybe the maybe the old school traditional one will, will will take it and i'm like john the reason uh, we're talking about this today is because you and I have both worked in youth ministry before. I think youth ministry is the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> youth, I thought you were going to say Protestantism is the XFL. No, I was no, like, no, I'm no. here for this. No, I'm no, here no, for this. no, okay, no. Youth no. ministry. I, I, I chose my words very carefully because I could see that people were going to uh, – could, could possibly go that way. Okay. But youth ministry. It's still – Within the same tradition, there are ties to the tradition. It's, it's still football. There's still like even some of the same people that are in the main church. I mean NFL also are involved in youth ministry. They're trying new things. You know, like I haven't seen the, anybody in the main church like um, play catch with a, a dead squid yet, but that has happened in youth ministry, right? Yeah. There are new ideas. I think there's some there's some negative things right within within youth ministry, and like I think. Within any new style of ministry in the church. So we talk about the new evangelization. Now, there's that's a whole other topic, but the part of the new evangelization that I want to talk about today, new methods, new ardor, right? So there are new methods and ways of communicating the faith, like podcasts and and, and these sorts of and, uh, you know, Twitch streams and these sorts of things, right? Yeah. They're not going to be perfect. They're not going to be uh, easily adapted by, by the old school. But the hope for the NFL is it'll give people in the XFL a chance to get to the NFL to get into yep. the, to the big tradition thing but also if things work there they will be put in to the, to the old school stuff right so like when it like youth what youth ministry and the XFL are doing well it's a lot easier for the XFL to uh, try new ideas to come up with new ideas to innovate and these sorts of things, right? Yep. Similar thing within youth ministry. It's a lot of younger people who are trying to innovate. Uh, youth change 
every you know it, it, it seems like every four years there's something completely different like you know the last year's seniors and this year's freshmen have nothing to do with each other than the fact that they're super young right yeah but uh youth ministry is like constantly trying to like how can we take this traditional message how can we take this and make it something new which is what the xfl is trying to do right and hopefully the things that work in youth ministry will eventually be taken in by by the rest of the church as we move uh you know as, as we continue to move into this second millennia of catholicism what do you think about that take on the xfl johnny uh, I like it. I think if we wanted to, we could poke holes in it, but I like it. Uh, the don't you know, poke the holes. Kept, Everything's no, perfect. No. Everything yeah. I say is perfect and can't it be is. argued with. Well, no, but the thing the thing I thought of right away was uh, like so adoration has been happening for centuries, obviously. But um, you know, having and and then I don't, I don't know, I'm not going to pretend to know how it started. I know XLT started in Atlanta. I don't know, you know, if they were doing the Latin chants and stuff or not right away. But now the way an XLT works, this praise and worship throughout adoration with a lot of the, the Latin in the beginning and the end, teaching people the, the beautiful prayer, the Tantu Mergo, the divine praises, all those things. Um, that's now incorporated in a lot of really traditional churches uh, because it's a way to reach young people while still holding true to the faith um, and leading them closer to tradition, which is beautiful. So that's the first thing I thought of. Like I think youth ministry really, really launched that. And now like our parish, for instance, uh, does every week we have something similar to an XLT and there's there's not a t- I mean there's not a ton of teens yet. Uh, there will be once they start getting used to it in this parish. But there's a lot of people my age, a little people older, who are enjoying this praise and worship throughout the chance to go to confession during and learning these Latin prayers. That's the first thing I thought of. Pretty cool. You're pretty cool. Okay, so pretty cool. we we we, we want to do at least one more. Uh, you you have a bone to pick with Lent. I picked all of my bones last week. Uh, so what bones do you have to pick with the whole how we're doing Lent? Well, so I just think I've been, I've been wondering uh, this year, I did not do social media, like giving up social media. Um, I, I do feel like God is, is calling me to use social media to lead people closer to him um, and to be a positive light in what can often be a negative place. And so I didn't give up social media this year. I did. However, I'm leaving my phone in my room when I'm home with the kids. Um, and that's been great and super freeing because I'm not, I'm just intentional about being on my phone, which has been very helpful. Um, but even me saying that, even me just now saying what I, one of the things that I gave up, um, makes me feel a little guilty and makes me wonder whether or not we should be sharing what we're giving up, what we're adding, because scripture makes it pretty clear. Like if you're fasting, don't look hungry, don't complain, don't groan, um, you know, like take it into your inner room. And I think, I think a lot of us, and I'll speak for myself, like share some of our, our core prayer, our core wounds or whatever, pretty quickly. Um, in prayer pretty quickly, like when we receive something. And I think, I think Joel Saponic actually is the one who, who told me this one time. He's like, sometimes God has things that are just for you. Um, and like, it can be this really profound thing that maybe could be great for a talk or great for a stream, but sometimes he has things that are just for you. And we have to take time to discern that and figure out whether or not it is just for us because otherwise we lose intimacy. And so I've just been navigating the waters of social media. Like, uh, like, am I allowed to tweet? I just had a cheeseburger. It's 12 five on Saturday. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Just things like that. I'm, I'm struggling navigating the waters and wondering what we should share and what we should not share. Yeah, I, I, this is an age-old question, right? Because here you are saying something that is probably true. And yet every week I come on here and I talk about how how my life is going. <laughs> and I'm pretty honest and open about it. Uh, so it's like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it incorrectly? And it's like, I don't know. But, but 
one thing that that it's interesting that you shared what you just shared today because literally this morning I was listening to a podcast with um it was a, a Catholic layman and a Catholic priest and uh, the the lay guy was asking the priest about his his faith journey right and they're talking for like thirty minutes and essentially how how he he came from being uh, uh, an atheist or like a, a like a nominal Christian to an atheist and then back to Catholic and then ultimately a Catholic priest and he was sharing his story and uh, I found it strange and it struck me as odd uh, the 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 interviewer asked one question he was like can you share a little bit from your prayer like what does prayer look like which is a great question right I love yeah. asking that question because like. I don't know what holy people's prayer lives look like, so I need to ask them constantly because then I know, like, oh, if this is what holy people are doing, I should be doing something along those lines, right? Um, he got asked the question, and he paused, and he was like, I don't feel comfortable sharing. And at first, I was like, that's super weird. Like, a Catholic priest that isn't willing to talk about his prayer life? And they, he was like, okay, like, I'll share parts of it. But I said, he gave this great analogy because the guy who was interviewing was married. So I'm listening to it as a married man. And he's like, you wouldn't share all of your pillow talk with your wife with everybody, right? right. Like, even in the last segment, we talked about, like, you know, with close friends, you would share, right. you know, th good things, struggles in, in, in within your marriage to try to get some help and some prayer and some guidance and then to celebrate the good things, right? But you're still not going to share, like, the pillow talk, like, the intimate intimate things, right? And, and and he was saying that it's essentially the same in our relationship with Christ. And, like, I've never thought about that before because, like you said, I'm constantly talking about things. I'm constantly giving talks or I'm on the radio or I'm, I'm like, finding content. And, like, I think I was challenged, like, I think it's God talking to me today because you said it and now somebody else said it. And it's <laughs> like, what what from my relationship with Christ is intimate and mine right yeah. and not just for the community or part of the community i, I think it's a, it's a good thing to struggle with and wrestle with yeah I, I, here's the thing i hope don't get don't get discouraged though because i think that one of the reasons that i, I was going to share this last segment when you were promoting all your stuff yeah uh like i i really enjoy being uh on the show with you and I've enjoyed it more and more as it's gone on because I feel like we're friends now. And at first I was like, how do I get out of this? How do I, I don't want to <laughs> every month. I don't know. Like, and, and, and to be honest, like that, I was just kind of like talking to my wife. Like, I don't, I don't know if I have time for this. Like, and then I just grew like to be friends with you. And now I love it. Um, part of the reason I love it. And, and part of the reason I love your podcast is your vulnerability. So don't, don't just like, don't hide everything. But I think it's a good question for both of us who do this kind of stuff often is to think, yeah, what does Jesus have? That's just for me, because there's probably at least one thing a day that he has just for us. Um, and, and my first reaction every time I get anything, which is not often, I'm just <laughs> like, I got to share this because this is cool. Uh, and, and I think sometimes I just need to spend more, like a day or two praying about it and being like, is that for me? Is this going to help other people? Am I called to share it? Yeah. God finally talked to me. I want to tell people about yeah. it. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's been years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like when it comes to Lenten sacrifice, I think I think ultimately when it comes to like Lenten sacrifices, it's about intention, right? If your intention to share it is to is to like brag about it or to be like, oh, woe is me. Okay, fine. If there's if there's a point to it and it's worth sharing, okay, maybe do it. I don't know if that's a perfect line, but it's it's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You make sense. Okay, well, uh, just because you brought it up again, I'm going to do one final plug for the shirts and the hats, just because I'm excited about them. ForteCatholic.com Forte slash store gets you a hat, gets you a shirt. I don't care. Buy them all. That would be very great for me. Uh, I will keep buying them. There will be new 
um, designs coming in, essentially this batch is paying for the next batch. So the uh, if you like this this style, cool. Go ahead and get you one. Uh, there will be more styles coming soon. We've already got them designed. It's just a matter of money. So thank you guys so much for listening. John, thanks for being my friend. You're so beautiful. Dude, I love you, brother. Love you too, man. Um, guys, enjoy the rest of your Lent. I hope it goes better for you than it's been going for me. I'll be back next week, hopefully a little happier. ForteCatholic.com. Hey, John, I know that you said that you would buy me a filet mignon, but I don't know the next time that you and I are going to see each other. So I really want to like get some more money. Yeah, how can I help? ForteCatholic.com slash Patreon is where you can go give. Other people can go give. Uh, and you can just donate to the show. I pr- I'm, I'm not going to use it to buy a filet mignon. Uh, I'll use it to buy a porterhouse. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it just covers all the costs of the show. Helps, uh, you know, like I put a lot of time and hours into this. And John just like comes in for like an hour and a half and is like, oh, look how rich I am. I eat filet mignon all the time. <laughs> I'm Where's just try- my 10% cut? Right. I'm just trying to feed my kids. So fortecatholic.com slash Patreon. That will get you access to all sorts of bonus materials like John bragging about all the food that he is eating that I don't get to eat because I'm poor. What a blessing. All right. That's the show. Thanks, Joan.